Hey, listener, what's up? Thank you for pressing play on this bonus episode of the Jock and Nerd podcast. This one is for the Star Wars fans, as I'm joined by longtime listeners and Star Wars super fans, Dr. Adam Morris and Joe Henry. Jock and Nerd! We talk about our expectations for Rise of Skywalker, The Mandalorian, the Disney theme parks, the future of the franchise, and more in this special super geeky geek boner star wars edition of the jock and nerd weekly for tuesday december 17th 2019 hey what's up it's taylor gray the voice of ezra bridger on star wars rebels and you're listening to the jock and nerd podcast Hey, this is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman. Welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast with your hosts, Anthony. I'm cooking a pot roast in my pants. Imran. What the shit is this? And Rug Boy. Put a bullet in me, Imran. Comic book and superhero, TV and movie news, reviews. It's really bad. It's actually pretty bad. It's so fucking bad. It's dog shit on a hot day. I love this movie so much. Come on, Imran. I think he'll, I think he'll <laughs> oh surprise us. And whatever they choose. Let them see your slow dick. We all know it's not big. Ah, fuck off. The Jock and Nerd Podcast. Remember, that man's got your back. That's right. What's up? Batman's got your back, listener. Never forget. And welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Jock and Nerd. My name is Imran, and I'm here bringing you a very special Star Wars bonus episode. Our kind of our version of a Star Wars holiday special. Only I hope it's not as awful. We'll see what happens. So I need... Uh, some big Star Wars nerds to find me, and I didn't have to go any further than our awesome listeners. So joining me are two longtime listeners, longtime Patreon supporters. Uh, the first guy is the official science advisor of the Jock and Nerd podcast. It's Dr. Adam Morris, PhD. What's up, Doc? Not much, man. Just very much looking forward to getting into this Star Wars episode. That's right. I'm so glad to have you. And also joining us, uh, my vitiligo brother from another mother. <laughs> and a huge Star Wars nerd, Joe Henry. What's up, Joe? What's up, dudes? Uh, that's pretty good. <laughs> that, yes, we don't have. Geerific. Look, we don't have Anthony or the Rug Boy. Rugs is a big Star Wars fan. He was feeling a little ill. Anthony is a casual. I didn't need casuals for this. I needed some hardcore Star Wars nerds. But both of them. Bro, do you even podcast? We're all they're they're you know they're here with us. Sloppy jock. Rugs is always with us. So I want to start out by saying both of you guys, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for being listeners and longtime Patreon supporters. Do you guys realize you guys have been supporting the show for a little over thirty months? Oh shit. Adam Morris edging out Joe Henry by a couple of months. But Joe, you are like one of our top patrons. I can't thank you guys enough. I love the show, man. Yeah, I think yeah, I think he's a bigger contributor than me. So we'll, uh, he is bigger, but you are longer time, Adam Morris. So you both oh, get it, a thing. Is it about? It's about the girth of the length. You know, it's funny. You should ask about <laughs> oh. girth and length and width. It's already going there because well, we're just gonna go there before we geek out about Star Wars. <laughs> I gotta thank our sponsor for this episode, and support comes from Manscaped, uh, who is the best in men's below the belt grooming. Listener. 
You ever find yourself thinking this? My balls was hot. Well, if you do, Manscaped has what you need. They got precision engineered tools for your family jewels. They got ball deodorant, ball reviver, uh, stuff to make it all nice and tingly down there. And right now you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code BIGHEADS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off, free shipping, manscaped.com. Use the code Big heads, and maybe you won't have to say this to a person. Get your hand off my penis! Because, you know, it'll be nice and, and trimmed and lovely and ready to go. All right, guys, that's out of the way. Let's geek out about Star Wars. The Jock, Jock and Nerd Podcast. For the first half of the show, I kind of wanted to just talk about Rise of Skywalker. It premiered last night. The movie's not out yet, so we won't be spoiling anything listener uh we are free a day away from this thing releasing uh the review embargo hasn't even lifted social media reactions are out and i wanted to talk about the future of the franchise from you guys but we need to get a baseline i need to know how big of a star wars nerd you are adam morris i'm gonna start with you huh. how sure. big of a star wars nerd would you classify yourself sir uh i mean i'm i think i'm in the top like 10 percent um i know the movies well i've read a bunch of the books i've listened to a lot of the audiobooks too so um i have that uh upping my cred quite a lot is that i actually had like a millennium falcon original seven oh shit the toy the from uh yeah. Ma- I, was I, it I, kenner and i had an ad at an atat oh, i always uh, wanted one of those and i, and, I never had one but we actually got them from a garage sale, like old school style oh, in the shit. early 80s. Nice. We found them and they were just like, they were all in one box and I got this like collection of stuff and I I was just old enough to care about Star Wars and uh, Return of the, again, I was born in 1980, right? Return of the Jedi came out in 83 and my, my both my parents are very young. So they're, my mom's first date was actually at Star Wars. Oh, that's um, so romantic. So again, the whole thing kind of tied together. My parents really liked it. I was exposed to the toys, was young enough. To still see the movies kind of be popular in their first wave and then yeah carried forward and i got into the comics uh, i didn't actually read any of the books joe henry actually is one of the people that turned me on to the uh the star wars books and listening to the audio books and stuff so damn all right well joe same question to you from padawan to jedi master where, where would you say you you fall and what does this franchise mean to you uh, it means a lot. Uh, it was one of the first movies I think I ever saw oh, when snap. I was four years old. Oh, wow. I didn't see it when it originally aired in theaters. I think I saw one of the re-releases before Empire came out, maybe in 79 when I was four. And uh, I instantly fell in love with it. You know, it's that was uh, for anybody that you know was born in the 70s, grew up in the 80s. That's one of the top franchises of all time. You know, you're yep. pretty much a Star Wars fan if you're born around that time. Yep. Uh, so you have read what is your extended universe uh, knowledge? You, did you go continue like reading the books and following? Yeah, absolutely, I just been a diehard fan. I watched the movies over and over again. You know the original trilogy, and it, it left me wanting more. So I heard that they were making some expanded universe books that were going to be in canon at the time. They're no longer canon now. And um, they got this science fiction writer by the name of Timothy Zahn yes. to come on board. He's a Hugo Award-winning science fiction novelist. And I was like, oh, this sounds great. And he came out with uh, Heir to the Empire, which was taking place like after the events of Return of the Jedi. Okay. 
And I remember reading it in high school in the in the '90s when I was still in high school, and and it, it was fantastic. It was uh, it was excellent. Well, I, and and back, I watched, back then, that was the only place to get more story, like the you right. know the, the continuing adventures of Luke, Leia, and Han. Uh, that was it. Yeah, absolutely, and the comics too. It was way less expansive at that point too, so it was like you know, I think a bit more approachable. Like I don't know, by the time I was old enough to think about even looking into the books, there was like hundreds of them. Right? Yeah, like, yeah. So. I don't know. It, it got uh, crazy. As much as the legends, the legends thing, and them tossing a lot of history kind of bothered me. At the same time, it was kind of nice that they're kind of trying to hone in again on some story. But I don't know. I'm I'm torn on that whole thing. But yeah, my so my history is I remember going to see Jedi in the theater in 1983. I must have been seven or eight. I know Joe were about the same age, uh, and I can't remember if I went back and if I saw a Star Wars movie on TV before that, maybe. But I vividly remember. Watching Return of the Jedi and just thinking it was the fucking coolest thing ever. To this day, I still love, uh, you know, the beginning where where Luke does the little double cross and flips off the 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 platform and R two shoots his lightsaber and he catches it. Like that's still the most badass shit. Geek moment. Oh yeah, what a great scene! It's so good. Uh, well, it's ex- exactly what you wanted, right? You were yeah. hoping he's going to come back as this badass. Yep. And he gave it to you, and right. he did. And I remember I had the Jedi Marvel Comics Return of the Jedi at a comic book ad- adaption, but it didn't have the cover. I don't know what happened to the cover. And I had this book for years, oh, and yeah. the cover had ripped off. But I think I'm probably the most casual. Now, because I didn't realize, I thought I was a Star Wars fan until fucking Force Awakens came out. And I was like, oh, I was not a big of, I'm not as big as into this as all these people. Like, it blew me away. There's people at work that could name every fucking ship from every TV show and every different thing. Joe, are you like that? Are you all into, like, this ship is from there. I know that ship, and I know that ship. Uh, there's a lot that I know, because I do did get a little into the collecting, and they, you know, when you buy some of the toys they'll have like the name of ships like you didn't know yeah. like the name of Jabba's sail barge is called the Kitana oh yeah <laughs> I did not get that but uh, apparently Kevin Feige uh, purchased one of those expensive toys that just came out last year I think the, like the the huge massive yes the big brown yes. one uh, it's, yes. it's pretty it's pretty awesome looking but Jesus yeah you need a whole I mean, well you do have it's dedicated huge. rooms for toys I guess right <laughs> uh, I do I do now now that we moved yes this right now it's like, what a great time for Star Wars fans, especially the last few months with The Mandalorian, with Jedi Fallen Order, with this Rise of Skywalker on the precipice of coming out. So I wanted to ask you guys, come going into this now with everything that's out there. What are your expectations, Rise of Skywalker? Do you think there's a great article from the New York Times called Will Star Wars Stick the Landing? J.J. Abrams will try. Do you think it's even possible for him to stick the landing? Because this movie has a lot of things it has to accomplish. You want to go first, Joe, or do you want me to go first? Yeah, um, <laughs> I hate to be the negative one, but uh, no, it's going to be extremely difficult to stick the landing. Like, what are some of the, the things he, this movie has to get done? Uh, too much. You know, The uh, we're going into this movie with very little hype after The Last Jedi because everything was just kind of blown up. The main bad guy was killed off. Um, the resistance was down to like 12 people on a Millennium Falcon. So it's almost like you're starting the movie over from scratch. Yeah, you know, there was yeah. no buildup. You know, there wasn't any like unanswered questions at that point. So it, it's it's going to be difficult. I mean, a lot of people suggested that the movie should be split into two movies to kind of accomplish that, but uh, they only have one movie to do it. So that, that's going to be difficult. 
I mean, not only does it have to finish this new trilogy, it's finishing off a nine episode saga that's been going on for 40 years. You have the death of Carrie Fisher, who, from what I understand, was supposed to be the last Jedi and was going to have a bigger part. J.J. Uh, Abrams comes in after they let Colin Trevorrow go to direct the movie. You know, when he made Force Awakens, he wasn't planning on coming back. He even said he had three less days that he had on this than he had on Force Awakens and liken the process to almost shooting like television. I mean, you can kind of feel that TV aspect to it a bit, right? Like yeah. that, that, that movie kind of, it had very short-term goals. And uh, I, The Last Jedi, I have a much higher opinion than Joe, but I think it's a decent movie on its own. I think as part of like a longer saga like this, it was a mistake for this, for most of the reasons that Joe just said, like it's not, you know, leading into a final movie. Yeah. It was not a great setup, obviously, but I, but I will say, I don't think they did kill off the main bad guy. I don't think Snoke was ever meant to be the main bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think that scene, I, 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 I kind of love that scene because it was unexpected. Um, and it shows a bit of freedom in Kylo Ren as the character too. Cause up at that point they had again, re-babied him into this kind of like subservient, you know, um, not really the most terrifying of villains. If you're kind of trying to make another Darth Vader or Emperor Palpatine. So anyway, but, but back to the main point of the question, like, uh, will he stick to landing? I think what we're going to get, I think we're going to get is going to be a satisfying and like good story and a good movie. Will it satisfy all of the Star Wars fans across nine movies? I think that's an impossible task because yeah. we're all different yeah. generations of people. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's it, the the kids that love the prequels are looking for a totally different thing than we are as original fans, um, and the people that love this new prequel or this new sequel series are also looking for something very different than the original. So like it's you know what I mean. Like it's uh, but at the same time, I think we're gonna get a cool story. I think I think he's he said very specifically he's gonna wrap up a lot of the main points. Um, while still leaving some open-ended stuff, and that's all they really have to do. Like, there's no, they don't really need to set up another movie. Just leave it open, you know. Like, there's, you're gonna have a Jedi, presumably some non-Jedi characters that are still alive, and just let let that kind of sit at the end. Do a classic Star Wars cut ending where they're standing in the window of a spaceship or something, and then cut it. You know, so yeah, those are some great points. Yeah, Joe, do you think uh, this new trilogy? It better or worse than the prequels to you? For you? <laughs> uh, in, in my opinion, it's it's worse. Oh shit! It's worse. Yeah. Okay. Uh, can you elaborate why? We were just talking beforehand. I kind of wanted to watch the Last Jedi before I started watching um, some of it, uh, and I also just kind of forwarded through some of it. But the movie, it's just it's a little maddening. Where would you, where do you rank the Last Jedi out of your favorite movies, Joe, of Star Wars? Uh, it's my least favorite. Oh shit! Sure. Okay. Oh shit! Well, yeah. that's good. And you're a huge Star Wars fan, so you know there are people who do love this movie. And like you just said, Adam, there's some there's parts of it that are really beautiful and really cool, and then there's just other parts of it. Like, what are you doing? Like this is that's this should be in this movie. So I always felt like it was like J.J. Abrams set up a bunch of dishes, and Ryan Johnson just fucking smashed all the dishes. He just yeah, pulled no. them all down and smashed them. And now, what, JJ, what, what are you going to do? Are you going to glue the dishes back? Or are you going to bring in new dishes? What do you do with this? But I think, oh, I think some of them are easy to fix, right? Yeah, like yeah, the yeah. Whole, the whole raise parents or nobody thing. Yeah. Um, is Kylo Ren being stronger than her and being able to manipulate her mind or something into, into seeing something that she didn't really see? You know what I mean? And then, like, yeah. 
I think I don't necessarily think her parents are going to be Kenobi's or maybe even Palpatine's, but maybe she's conceived of the Force or something like that, like crazy, like Anakin was. But like, it could just be her parents were somebody of at least some significance. But um, anyway, I don't know. It, yeah, there's there is so much that uh, needs to be addressed <laughs> in the, in that. But uh, uh, is it is it important to, that we find out who Ray's fucking parents are, Joe? You know, I I don't know. I mean, they're doing something completely different with this trilogy. You know, and they basically set it up in the last movie that, you know, it doesn't really matter who her parents are. Mm. Um, and and this is just my own hypothesis. I mean, it could be that she's... I, I have not read any spoilers regarding this theory, just so everybody knows. But it could be that she was like a clone. Mm-hmm. You know, they kind of set that up a little bit ah, in Mandalorian, maybe. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I mean, who... Who, who knows? But I mean, that that's totally fine, too. She doesn't have to have any kind of lineage. Um, or she could have just been somebody that was born that was Force-sensitive that just happens to be really strong. You know, they set that up in prior lore also. Like that kid with the broom at the end of the movie. I'm like, sure. yes. Broomstick kid. <laughs> Again, the point of that was like, you know, maybe anybody could be the next Jedi Master or whatever, right? But uh, It was an odd way to end that movie, though. I was like, oh, are you going to end it on this kid using the Force to sweep the fucking floor? For sure. Really? Well, like, like I said, it really did feel like they they were both like filling in beginnings and middles of the story, but then they just jumped to the end and said, "Okay, it's over now." So, plus Finn, Finn doesn't even meet uh, Ray. I mean, Poe doesn't meet Ray until the end of the goddamn movie. So, so I, yeah, the, I'm not the connected to these. Drag. Yeah, I'm not connected to these people. No, you know that's a, that's a point that a lot of fans have brought up. You know, you you've kind of fell in love with the original trilogy yes, characters yes. because they were like the main focus yeah. that you got to see like through their eyes what was going on and they were together a lot in they were the, crew. the three movies. Yep. They were they were they were buddies and they loved each other and they yeah, were trying exactly. to save each other, right? Like it's these people then, barely know each other. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and we we're introducing too many new characters, you know, especially like in The Last Jedi with Holdo and Rose and we didn't have enough time to really focus on yeah. who was the main characters are supposed to be. So now you're going into this movie and there hasn't been a lot of character development for them. So that's no. that's been one of my critiques of these sequels unfortunately. Yeah, you get you get a lot out of Ray, and you get a, a decent amount out of out of Kylo Ren, and you kind of seen his backstory a bit. But like Finn, we still know nothing about. So like the and JJ has actually said that he needs to fill in the backstory and then conclude his story in this movie, which is crazy. Uh, wow! And Poe, yeah, and Poe Dameron, they did a, they did a bunch of stuff in the comics with his family, yeah. which is interesting. Like he was born on the planet, and he was born underneath or within the proximity of a force sensitive tree, which is one of the reasons that he's so good at being a pilot and. Um, right, Joe. Did you, have you read those comics? I didn't. I have not been reading the sequel trilogy comics, but I did hear something about that. Maybe, maybe I was talking to you about that recently. Luke, I think I believe, and I could be wrong. It's been a while since I read this, but Luke at some point needs a ride to like a planet, so he recruits a pilot who happens to be Poe Dameron's mother to plant a force tree. What that he's taken to, on like a on a planet. Oh, uh, and then he asks, basically asks her to stay there to tend to this tree and that you know it'll it'll embedder her life so i think she raised poe around that force tree which is why he, he has residual force powers yeah so again there's all kinds of cool stuff that they could bring into it but again it's you don't want to muddy the waters but you do want some 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 connection to these characters well right? this is what i've been confused like what are you doing like we we wanted to see the old characters you brought back these guys they're older and it's just been kind of clunky bringing back the old characters introducing the new characters and now in this last one He's like, hey, remember Lando? We got him. He's back. Remember that? <laughs> He's well, coming it, back. Everybody's back. 
Well, and characters like Chewie yeah. and C-3PO and R2-D2 have had basically no connection to the story outside of little bit parts where they had something to do. Yeah, they're just kind of there. And, yeah, of course, we just want to see those characters there to tie it together, but, like, I still want something. You know what I mean? Like, it's great that Chewie's now Rey's co-pilot. And, again, the moments where Han Solo got killed and he was blasting Kylo Ren with his, like, massive bowcaster, that was yeah. pretty badass. Yeah. But give the give the furry bastard something else to do, for Christ's sake. <laughs> well, I mean, he, he almost ate a porg. Yeah, but that, yeah, he was comic relief in the last movie, right? That was no, I know that's that's one of my bones uh, of contention. Although too. that was again, having watched the movie the other day, yeah, that was during a really badass scene where it's showing off the fact that he is a crazy pilot. Yeah, you know? like yeah. It, would, it would have actually been a more impactful thing to just show him by himself finally at the control yeah. of that ship, like mastering it and being the guy who was in charge of it. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's always been kind of he's the second fiddle, but. He can fly that shit if he wanted to. <laughs> Poe is also in the Star Wars Resistance cartoon, so you can get a little bit of him there. And yeah, the beginning of Last Jedi, you know, he was doing some sick flying moves. It was kind of cool. They make him a really un- unpleasant um, character. Yes, in that movie. very unlikable. <laughs> He's just like, I oh, know what. Nobody wants to tell him what's going on. He's just gonna fucking mutiny all over the place. Uh, doesn't give a fuck. So some of the things that got me concerned about Rise of Skywalker is. The review embargo lifts the day before the movie comes out. <laughs> that usually is a telling sign. What, what, what would you guys think? Yes, but at the, but at the same time, today, again, it was a pretty, I would say it skewed positive. In the it did, yes. Today. The, from the premiere, the, it premiered last night, and there's the, or the early social media non-spoiler reactions. Overall but, positive, but I'm seeing a lot of uh, mixed stuff, too. Again, I, I, I don't know. I think we're going to get, a, again, like I said, like a pretty J.J. Abrams kind of Force Awakens style, both trying to tease the nostalgia out of everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, and make the old school fans happy um, while still applying that some new stuff that may or may not fit with that. You know, But uh, I expect a fully entertaining movie. I want it entertaining and I want it satisfying enough to be like, yes, this is the end of the Skywalker saga and now we can fucking move on past this and tell us some of the story. You guys have your tickets already, right? Let me guess. Not yet. No. Oh, uh, actually, I, I, oh, actually, I thought oh, my, my buddy, my buddy bought us some laser IMAX tickets for Toronto actually yesterday. Oh, so. Joe, you got your tickets? I do not have my oh, tickets yet. Joe. I don't have any friends that want to go. Just go see for yourself. I bought, I actually bought tickets last week for the Thursday and they're still, you know, they said there was like huge pre-sales. There were still seats everywhere. It didn't seem so. They're estimating a, a domestic opening of like 170 to 200 million, and a global opening of 450 million, which would put it on par <laughs> with the Last Jedi. That's a lot, but it's like lower. Like, would you expect the opening weekend to beat the Last Jedi, or be about no. the same? No, less for sure. See, I was thinking it was going to go more, but now I don't. I don't think it will. I think it's 220 was Last Jedi. It may match that. Mm, I'm thinking on the lower end. Mm. They may have again. They have set some hardcore Star Wars fans like Joe. Even like Joe does not have a ticket to this movie. That's, That's amazing, right? <laughs> see, this is what they've done to Star Wars fans with all this. So look, I can't wait to see the movie. But now this movie comes out. Kathleen Kennedy is in charge. I do not envy her position. Where do you go next? The the, the scheduled date they have. They're trying to hit a 2022 release, but. They don't have a director. They, this is all up in the air after the uh, Game of Thrones guys left. That was going to be their movie. 
Uh, this may be the last time we see Star Wars on screen for a while, which I, I, on the big screen for like three years, which actually yeah. I'm probably okay with. I'm totally okay with it. I'd rather them take the time to craft a really good story than to make it rush like the sequel trilogy is right now. It, sure. Yeah. Would, what, were you guys excited when first Disney announced we're going to be giving you a Star Wars movie every year? And oh, at, yeah. at the time, it sounded great. Yeah, but again, very quickly, you started to be like, eh. Even, even, even the Marvel movies, and I'm a huge comic yeah. fan. Yeah. Like, I, don't, I don't see them all in the theaters. Yeah. You know? like, I, didn't, I didn't see Ant-Man and Wasp in theaters, even though it's a great movie. But I don't need to spend twenty bucks to go see that movie. Like it's a good point. That's a good point. You know what I mean? Like in the and again, I I love comic books and I love those movies and I like those characters and that movie was great. I mean, Marvel's that now they're giving us four movies a year for three three years. That's going to be a lot. Yeah. Twelve movies mm-hmm. in three years. That's a lot. But back to but back to your original point. Yeah. Like the, but like Star Wars, like again, it's it's a different. Yes. Than yes. And, and, they, and they didn't treat it that way they treated it like they could treat marvel yeah and that didn't work it was too much too soon i think they were trying to build in the same model and it just it, it fell apart before it even got started and yeah they fucked, they fucked up a couple key things like that solo movie and yeah. other stuff yep and, and it, it was just too close to each other yeah yeah for sure but again yeah solo came out what was it like three months after five last months jedi? after last jedi just five and, months and i think solo really did suffer because people were pissed off at last jedi uh, and then they had to fucking shoot the movie twice because she fired the guys like five weeks before they were done or five <laughs> weeks in the shooting. Uh, she's got to fucking redirect her up this thing. So with I, all- wonder if we'll, I wonder if we'll see that. Uh, I'd love to see some of that like original script or like the Lord and Miller version of uh, Solo. It's you know the movie is all right. It's not. It's watchable. It's kind of fun. Oh, it's not. It's not terrible at all. It's not as offensive. As I mean, would you say the Last Jedi is more offensive than Solo? <laughs> I, I mean, I think I think it I think it intentionally, in yeah. some ways, went out there to be a bit more offensive. I, I really do think Ryan Johnson really was trying to stir the pot intentionally. He wasn't just trying to make a good Star Wars movie. He was trying to do something drastically different to like yeah. shake up the status quo, yeah. which doesn't fucking always make sense in the yeah. situation like he was in. It's just weird. All the people Kathleen Kennedy has fired and he pretty much got to do whatever he wants. Joe, do you, do you like Solo, Joe? I don't know if we ever actually talked about that much. Yeah, so uh, Solo was just okay. You know, I think they made two mistakes with that movie. Um, the third act just didn't really kind of, the way they wrapped up the movie I wasn't too crazy about. Yeah. Uh, Darth Maul appearance was great, yeah. but the other problem I think they're they're doing is is people want to see like a continuation of the story, right? Like to always doing a prequel is not always a great idea. Mm. And you know, let's remember too that you know they just killed off Han in the Force Awakens, yeah. and now we're going to do a prequel. Yeah. People want to have a little mystery of what's happening to their main characters. And you know, if you already know what ha- you know how he ends, it's not as exciting to see this movie because you're like, well, you know, there, we know there's that he's going to be okay because we already saw. Yeah, where you he know, died. he's not dying. Actually, we already know the finale yeah. of it. That's actually a point I did. I never actually thought about was that they literally put out a movie a year and a half before, or two years and a half before that, where you watched him get a lightsaber through the heart. At yes, the age of no, something. Yeah. So yeah, you're like, we know how this ends. There's no, yeah. There's no real risk there. They're gonna have a, they're gonna have a good time. <laughs> that same thing worked for Rogue One. Like you knew how that movie was gonna end. I, that movie was amazing. Was, that movie was largely saved by that last two and a half minutes of Darth Vader shredding those. Yeah, which rebels. <laughs> which was not the original that ending too. They came in and they told Gareth Edwards, uh, "You could stay home. We're just going to redo the the last act here." 
So I, mean, I my, my dad, my dad again, who was a teenager in the era of the original Star Wars and loved Star Wars, had never seen Rogue One. I showed him that scene. Yeah, uh, at Christmas, I think. It was, well, the year it came out. Yeah, because uh, I had just seen it, um, and he was like, "Oh shit." I guess I have to go see this now. Eh? I was like, there's literally no more lightsabers or like anything to do with any of this in the movie, though. Just that. Just so you, just so you know. It's like the, like, the oh. most badass Darth Vader you're ever going to see. My problem with Solo was I didn't think all that shit happened like in the same week. Like he gets, yeah, no. he gets his name and the Falcon and he meets Chewie and does the Kessel Run. Oh, that happened in like three days? I don't know. And the blaster. And the blaster. And the blaster and the fucking dice and everything all happens at once. Yeah. And you know, just some stuff just that doesn't need to need happen to like be that. seen. Like yeah. I don't know if we needed to see the Kessel Run, and you know, seeing how he got his name was kind of a little cringy. But yeah, some things left you know, left was. mysterious are fine. But going forward, like the something at the birth of the Jedi Order, and like the early parts of like again that that first person that discovered that would be cool. They could manipulate something again. That doesn't yeah. need to be the focus of the movie. But yeah. give give me ten or fifteen minutes of that, and then show me that person teaching a school full of kids. Yeah. About it, and then show me the Jedi Order being, you know, hundreds of people in a in a situation. In the Sith, at some point, somebody goes bad. They always would, you know what I mean? Like, and then you end up with the Sith, and it, that that original part of the story isn't even that well explored in the books. I don't think. Like, there is like some descriptions of uh of the times when there was hundreds of Sith and hundreds of Jedi, and or mean thousands. They were like a, a civilization of right. themselves in the religion. Uh, and, and then again, in the second part that I would like to see is again a couple thousand years ahead or a couple hundred years ahead. I, I don't know what the timeline is exactly, but the middle of the old republic kind of era, ah. where there where there was still many Sith and then many Jedi. Yeah, and it, and it would be cool to do like a trilogy in that era and then wrap that up with the Darth Bane story in like the last movie or two, where he eradicates all the Sith and creates the rule of two. Whoa, and then that and that and then that feeds into the. Into the main storyline, but like the, the Darth Bane stories are actually fucking really incredible. I think. Who is Darth Bane? And it's not Bane from Batman with a mask on. Oh, a- yeah, so he was again. He was like a Sith Lord in the at the time of. There was a point where he basically got fed up with the Sith Lords because again they were spread out across the galaxy as like lords, like a uh, like a ruling class essentially. Okay. Um, but there was still a planet originally as well that had a race of Sith and. Anyway, whatever. But like the the Sith Lords forget that they come from this planet, and Bane needs to teach them a lesson. So he basically creates like a force bomb that kills them all, uh, except for him and his apprentice. And then he creates the rule of two because Sith are ignorant and they're always uh, going to be greedy. So essentially, he creates again the rule of two, which is just the idea that there's a leader, and then there's somebody that wants that power and is going to kill that person eventually. But they will take it on their own apprentice and keep the rule of two going. That's pretty sick. I like that already. And then again, in the in the books, it's 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 a really cool the way it all kind of like uh, the genesis of it all is really well told. Uh, and there's actually even on YouTube, if you just search for the Darth Bane trilogy, there's three books. Um, they're actually very good, and then the voice acting in them is is actually different characters, and it's really well done. It's worth it's worth listening to if you sit at a desk all day and edit stuff or something like that. They should it's, just uh, get Tom Hardy to play him in a movie, and then he's already got the voice. <laughs> The it's, force commands you. It does. <laughs> it's a, it's actually yeah. Again, you could see at some point he gets covered in these like alien beetle things and whatnot, and uh, yeah, you could see that being actually a Tom Hardy role very, yeah, <laughs> very specifically. You can nail it. <laughs> but his but his but his apprentice is Zatanna, who's also like a double bladed lightsaber like uh, badass, like Darth Maul kind of style. So so again, there's a, there's a lot of appeal to it. Again, you could it's you know 
there's a male and a female. Like there's, I, I, I don't know. Again, I think it, it would be a cool part of the story, and it, it still does tie to the the main. It sounds like there's a lot line. of stuff they can uh, dig from. Uh, Joe, where do you think the future is? Is it on the small screen? Is it outside of trilogies? Do they need to do trilogies moving forward? What would you like to see? I would like to see a mix of both. Okay. You know, uh, I think Mandalorian is off to a good start, and they could definitely do more on TV episodic. Uh, but you know, they should still do movies. You know, people get excited about movies, and people still like the cinema experience. But I think they need to create new characters. You know, um, I think they can do some movies like Doctor Morris is suggesting. Yeah. You know, dig into you know some of that lore. There's so much uh, media out there that they could pull from to do stories like that that are great. But if they do something like I said a thousand years in the past that's not talked about, you know, Jedi and Sith, that would be great. Create new characters, you know, get away from all the original trilogy characters and and start something new. But I do but I get it, I do think there still has to be some kind of tie to the like some familiarity, you know what I mean? Like it's uh I mean, does it need to be a a Skywalker connection for it to no, be a no, Star no, Wars no. movie? Definitely not that. Um but just you well, know like they could do Yoda when he was, you know, like a Padawan or something. Or um, I would, I would pay a lot of money to see that. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't that be great? You could see the Jedi Order, you know, maybe in its infancy. You know, like, hey, you know, this is when the Jedi Order was at their peak before there was, and then their their downfall, like it was in Revenge of the Sith. Or the dude know, who prequels. who created the first lightsaber. Like, who is this yeah. guy? How did yeah, this and work? That's, and, that, and that's that's referenced in the old school stories. But like, oh. hey, Joe, Joe, actually, one last. Uh, prequel thing that I will say that you may have read as well that, that I think is worth exploring would be the Darth Plagueis thing. Oh, uh, yes, yes. Because again, those... like Pal- Palpatine is a fascinating character and the the book is more or less about Palpatine. Um, yeah. But it's, but it's how he was identified by this crazy like business-wielding Sith Lord who was functioning in the shadows and he was like this alien race. He'd been alive for I think a couple hundred years or whatever. But as soon as he met Palpatine, he knew he was going to be his like apprentice, and again, it's about the whole thing. And the, again, the voice I think is incredible. the The guy that plays Palpatine in the audiobook sounds like him, like Ian McDiarmid. Wow! Uh, and there's a point where his master Plagueis gets like, his voice box ripped out, so he ends up with a Darth Vader kind of style voice. Oh, shit. And, and they actually do it; like it sounds like a robotic voice. And anyway, really like immerses you in the story. And again, the, the story behind the Darth Plagueis thing is great. Like Ian Ian McDiarmid. Outlines it in the Revenge of the Sith, right? When he's telling Anakin the yep, story. Yep, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, I got almost that whole scene memorized. Yeah, it's me so too. Great. Have you ever heard of the tragedy of Darth Plagueis it's the, the Wise? wise. <laughs> <laughs> I thought not. It's a Sith legend. Um, love it, love it, love that movie. And then, yeah, favorite. he was killed in his sleep by his apprentice, who ends up being him. <laughs> so. Which they don't, they you know, they kind of allude to that, but you know, I guess they talk about it in the books then. But no, know. actually, in the book, that's not how he does. But uh, oh, okay, spoiler. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it, it's still, it's still uh, Sidious's like manipulations that cause it. So I do think it's cool how you know we you see in the trailer they're bringing back Palpatine. Everybody knows this, but how Palpatine has kind of been the one through line through all the movies. So I, did, yeah. We kind of talked about this before, and I have some theories on this whole thing. But uh, I mean, it comes from the books too, Joe. Right? Like the like Palpatine doesn't vanish. He's the premise of all of Star Wars is cloning. Yeah, yeah. There, there was some uh, talk about it in some of the extended universe books for sure. But yeah, the the premise of the entire 
movie series, if you think about it, is the Clone Wars. Yeah, right? yeah. And they, and they go out of their way in the prequels to say, I think it's like, I counted it actually, like 10 times in the last two movies, how good of a cloners the Kaminoans? Yeah, the Kamino, whatever, yeah. The Kamino species yeah. are. So I really, I mean, again, I think, I think Snoke was some kind of imperfect clone or like creation of the Emperor. Yeah, because I'm still confused that's who he was. Like, that's what, because his face is all fucked up. Like, he, he wasn't fully cooked. Exactly. That's yeah. it. He, I think he, it's like, um, yeah, every sci fi movie we've seen where, again, it hasn't quite fully formed yet. But he's functional and he has his, the force powers because the force doesn't need a full body. It just needs something they can shoot through. You know what I mean? It's a. Uh, so he may be a clone. Well, I, I think we're going to see a. I think we're going to see at some point in the movie. I think we're going to see like a bunch of tubes with Palpatines and Snokes in them. Okay, okay. Uh, and also, in that again, potential spoilers. No, I've not heard this anywhere. This is my own theory. Okay, popped into my head speculation. Yesterday. This is just speculation. But because we're all we're dealing with nothing but clones in a lot of these movies, like you know how we've we've heard that Hayden Christensen and. And uh, you and McGregor, like people, were on set. We assumed they were going to make Force ghosts like appearances. What if there are actually clones mm. of them as well that make an appearance? Because again, there's been there's been evidence that they can clone Jedi and like move their body, their essence into it or whatever, right? So I don't know. Damn, they're like Doctor Manhattan and fucking Watchmen and shit. I mean, I think that, I think that would open too many doors, <laughs> and so maybe it's not realistic. Um, I've heard but, there'll be a lot of voice cameos too, possibly in Rise of Skywalker. So well, I think I, again, I do, I do think we're going to see like an array of Force ghosts yeah. show up, yeah. um, going all the way back, probably maybe into Al- they might even like CGI some Alec Guinness, like old Obi Wan. That would be great. Yeah. Put give <laughs> the fucking Hayden Christensen. Put Alec Guinness back in there. Well, Hayden Christensen, Darth Vader. Oh right, they can be both there. Duh. No, <laughs> keep Ewan McGregor. Actually, put them all. Get the Ewan McGregor and Elegantus and the old Darth Vader and Hayden Christensen. Well, I think that, I guess the Force <laughs> Ghosts will show up at some point to to support Rey and Kylo or whatever when they're fighting the Emperor. But uh, I think they're going to be limited in their abilities. But like again, I I do feel like we might see like again the Emperor was obsessed with infinite life and cloning, right? So yeah, yeah, he's pulling like the strings. And again, all you need is a skin cell. Like, and he had Darth Vader fucking disassembled on a table in pieces. That's so. true. <laughs> Could have stashed some away. Uh, all right. Well, you know, this 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 show suppose is going to drop when the movie comes out, and we'll, we'll get all our answers very soon. Uh, very excited. Let's take a quick break here, fellas, for some promos. We'll come back and geek out about more Star Wars shit right after this. After these messages. Transmission commencing. This is Wookiee Radio. Translated for the Wookiee I like that Wookiee. Your hosts, Ken, Derek, and Mike, bring you the latest news and commentary from the far reaches of the galaxy. Uh, hold it. Hold it. I said hold it. Subscribe today on iTunes and Stitcher. I just assumed it's a Wookiee. Start listening today and remember the Force will be with you. Always. You have to watch it. It's so good. It was all right. Your friends may have decent taste in movies, but their incoherent reviews are getting annoying. I don't know. I just didn't like it. Looking for a new podcast? Join Time Sensitive, where we break down the recent movies you've heard of, but may have missed. Spoilers included. And we get it. You're busy and can't see everything, but are you really going to track it down a year later? We take the time so you don't have to. Find us on Twitter, at TSMoviePod, and find out what we're watching. I'm Sam. I'm Ian. And I'm Kate, and we're three friends and armchair movie critics. Seriously, invite us into your living room. Kate, stop. 
Listen now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Time sensitive because you deserve better. Doc, Listener, if you've enjoyed the show and you've been listening for a long time, you should join the fan club. Visit jockandnerd.com slash Patreon and you get bonus content. You get a whole RSS podcast feed with uh, post shows, instant movie reactions, whole episode. The shows come out early. Lots of fun stuff. And again, thank you, Adam and Joe, uh, for being such great patrons. Uh, it means so much to us. Also, I want to tell the listener your guys' story. It's like not you guys were listeners, did not know each other, met through the show, and like you guys are now like really good friends and you chat all the time. Joe was telling me about some drunken text messages. Who was sending who? Who was drunk messaging who? Uh, there, that probably happened on both of our ends. Oh, that's times, so cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were geeking out over, uh, I think we were talking about Endgame. And, you know, theories about the time travel uh, conundrums. So it was a lot of fun. I love that the show has, like, made friends. Adam. Joe Joe is one of my few online friends that I actually, like, converse with outside of, you know, um, our our group or anything like that. That's amazing. Um, Yeah. Again, I I recognize that he was an EDM DJ. He, uh, He loved Star Wars and all the other geek stuff, and we just started. And then we found out we both like poker and like a whole bunch of other uh, things. So, yeah, that's awesome. I love hearing stories of our listeners. Like when I see them interact on on Facebook, and I'm like, I, those people didn't know each other before this show, and now they're good friends. Yeah, it's sometimes hard to find people that you could you know geek out yep, with and yep. talk about movies. And when you have somebody that likes the same things that you do, it's it, it's fun to discuss them. So I will say, Joe, I really enjoy the uh, the photos of your stacks at the poker tables as well. That you see. Yeah, and in the middle of a poker game, we're having a conversation about like Marvel or Star Wars or something. And I'm like, shouldn't you be focusing? And on he's like, look doing? at my coins. <laughs> Absolutely. Look at my <laughs> Sometimes coins. Sometimes it's boring waiting for a good hand. High roller. Well, look, that's why, you know, we have our Facebook group, Jock and Nation. It's this community we've built is this how you know we are all like-minded people. Everyone kind of comes together. And it's fantastic. So join the fan club, jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. Okay, I got we got to talk about The Mandalorian, the first live-action Star Wars show uh, I mean, this for years, everyone wanted a live action Star Wars show. And all we had was the goddamn holiday special. It's the whole time Star Wars was on TV, live action. Uh, and Disney Plus drops this show. So we're on episode six. There's six out. I think this week's episode comes out early. It comes out Wednesday, fellas. You guys know that? I didn't know that, actually. No. Yes. Jan- just found that out. January 18th. So it'll be out tomorrow as we record because then Rise of Skywalker comes out. And then the following Friday. The last episode of season one, Mandalorian. I'm very curious to see if there's a tie-in. Is there going to be? I think somehow? there's got to be a reason they did that. Absolutely, there's going to be something like just a person or a, you know, a place they visit or something. I think it's easier to put something in the show that was in the movie than the other way around. Uh, maybe the Camino cloners. Yes, oh. that guy was that in. One the guy show. did have that yeah. Camino yeah. lapel. So that would make a lot of sense. Yeah. Let me hit the spoiler alert. <laughs> spoiler alert. Because we need to talk about what this show is about because. It's a great show. Don't get me wrong. Right? I think we can all agree the fucking is shot well. The production's great. The acting's great. The fucking music. I love the music. It's the guy who scored uh, Black Panther. Ludwig Goranson doing the music for The Mandalorian. Uh, Baby Yoda is now everyone's god. (laughs) That was was unexpected. That was was unexpected. And the fact they kept that a fucking secret. 
Don't let me derail you, Emma. I'm sorry. I'm just saying. So this most recent episode, the longest one yet, 42 minutes. We finally get the Bill Burr episode. I had been yes. waiting for this. Great episode. Great action. There is no plot to this goddamn show. Oh, shit. That's what kind of frustrates me. I feel like this this brought in some plot, though, because there's like this ongoing kind of conflict he has with the guild of of, uh, mercenaries and assassins or whatever. Right. Right. He's looking for non-guild work. Um, And then he has these people and he gets put in this team with somebody – Everybody on that team is somebody he's fucked over in some yes, other way. Yes, he used to have, this is his old team. This is what which he is, was doing. Which is cool. So, again, I think they're still building the story, which is a bold-ass maneuver six episodes in. Um, I totally agree with your comments on the last episode or, or on your review episode of The Mandalorian when you guys said, yeah, there's, there hasn't been real plot progression. But it's all been kind of building the universe up a bit and about the – uh, the aesthetic and the, the again the places and the, the spaces that they're at. Yeah, but yeah, I, the last two episodes need to have some guts to them. This better be all the plot in the last two episodes. <laughs> but have we even spoiled? Remember when TV was l- like this? It's like a throwback to episodic television. There were one-off episodes. There was no overarching plot. Uh, but now I think we expect more. Joe, what are your thoughts on this this last episode in the series overall? Yeah, I think Rugs might have been commenting on this on the last episode that you guys were talking about. Um, I I really like the way the show started, yeah. but the last couple episodes seem a lot more like standalone, like filler episodes. They're still really good, and I enjoy them. But I liked how the plot was like just progressing. Like the first three episodes, you know, were culminated where he's like, "Screw it, I'm rescuing this baby," and, and like all hell breaks down, and the Mandos come in. That was a great episode. Um, so I think they're going to pull it back around and finish up the the series. But I would have liked it a lot more if, you know, they made it like one overarching plot, you know, and there weren't these like side missions. They're they're like uh, the X Files, like kind of yeah, one off yeah, monster well, of the day yeah, episodes. Yeah, yeah. And again, I think you guys week. made that comment yeah. in the, the episode. It, it really is like that. Like there's just these standalone. Like you need to finish something. It, it starts and it ends. And but they're just spinning their wheels, and it's like nothing's happening. But, On the one but hand, but, but but I do kind of like that. Yes, because there yes, is still that yes. like that that satisfaction of like, yeah. hey, there was a there was a fucking something that happened at the beginning of the episode that was wrapped up at the end of it. So yeah, like, I'm I, I'm I'm kind of torn. A little bit on the whole concept. I mean, but. I look forward to every episode every Friday. Like it's, my, I want to watch it right away. It For does sure. make the show. Like uh, talking to Anthony, I appreciate. Like he appreciates that it's very digestible. It's short. It's not heavy in the lo- lore, but it's no. also very predictable at the same time. Yeah. You know, if they do pull it around and and they have, you know, like remember how it ends? You had like the bound hunters got locked up. Yeah. You know, if they do pull us around into the end of the season and the characters come back, you know, into some plot at the end where they're, everybody's hunting for Mando and there's like a payoff to it, then absolutely it's going to be a lot better of an episode. So maybe there's going to be some payoff at the end. I mean, do you think we're going to see because these cameos have been one and done's and it's weird how the one episode before they set up uh, Ming-Na Wen's Fennec. Uh, she's down and then you hear boots and everyone's like, oh, that sounds like Boba Fett's boots and they cuts to black and then they don't go back to that. They We haven't seen anyone for more than one episode except for Werner Herzog. Yeah, so they- What's going on? But I, I, th- I think there's going to be, again, in the next couple episodes, I think we're going to see the, the tie-in of a bunch of this stuff. Yeah. Like, again, it makes sense. Like the 
the character you're talking about, the, the drop shock trooper or whatever that, that was kind of abandoned in that village. And then they, we have these. It was Bill Burr the only one that survived the last one? I think uh, no, they yeah. were all, they all, they all were they all locked lived. up. Yeah. They all lived, yes, yes. Yeah, there's only a couple, I think, that died from that X-Wing attack. That was pretty badass, though. It was, great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he knew they were, he was going to get double-crossed, so he, he sent the cavalry in. Well, well that, that whole well, base gets destroyed, yeah, where Ran is... Well, just the visual, too, when the yeah. X-Wings are coming in and the ship yeah. flies between them, and yeah. it's just like this, like, oh, shit, there they are. Those, those <laughs> X-Wing pilots were three of the directors of the show. It was Rick Famuyiwa, uh, Dave Filoni, I think, was one of them, and uh, the girl was uh, Deborah Chow. It was like three, dire- three directors of three episodes were the X-Wing pilots. I love seeing Bill Burr because... I got to imagine there's a dude with a Boston accent out in space somewhere <laughs> yeah, yeah. just fucking well, swearing. Well, and also just, just Bill Burr's attitude. He's nice so great. See that. I like, wanted that, him to swear so badly. He, he is kind of, he's a Han Solo type character, yeah. right? He's just like, I'll do what I need to do to get things done. And Did you guys hear the story of how they got Bill Burr on that? No. How is he in the show? So I, I guess like somehow he was at a party that, um, John Favreau was at and John Favreau was talking to him and he was like, Hey, you know, Hey, you know, I'm doing this thing. I want you to come on the Mandalorian and Bill Burr, if you're a fan of his, like he's kind of shit all over Star Wars yeah, before. Yeah. He was like never into it. He's like, yeah, you know, I've kind of made fun of Star yep. Wars is what he said. And uh, Favreau was like, yeah, but that's why it'll be perfect. great. Come on, come on, do it. This will be perfect. He's like, all right. <laughs> And I'm sure he had a lot of fun on the set, right? I mean, the, he did. He did. The thing that really blows me away about the show is the, uh, and you mentioned this earlier, I remember, like the aesthetic of it is is bang on. Like, yeah. it's, it's futuristic but dirty and broken. Yeah, right? and that's yeah, it's dirty that, and gritty. Yeah, and that and that's what the Millennium Falcon was always that filthy. Like, okay, fuck. <laughs> yeah. it's it's the fastest ship of the galaxy, but it also breaks down every. But other. it's a hunk of junk at the same time, just like his fucking ship, who he's had to fix three times already. He's got to yeah. get money to fix the goddamn ship. I, and I, I again I, in my last episode, I kind of enjoyed the fact that they're like, "Okay, this thing is so old that it's actually off grid." Yeah, <laughs> so which is like, why they wanted to use it. I also <laughs> love the other line where they're like talking about what he looks like, and he's like, "He probably looks like a gungan." <laughs> but, but it's like the I, I I don't know if you guys have any of those friends like the old school friend that only uses a flip phone because they don't want the, yeah. the government <laughs> tracking them. You know what I mean? It's just like this. It's a retro school, hipster. It's old school technology yeah. that just, you know, has its own. That is the way. Yeah, yeah. The this, way. This is the way. Obviously, I mean, that whole episode that was dedicated to the history of the Mandalorians and that, that kind of ceremonial scene is going to come back, right? Like, yeah. I mean, that, that, that'll be, I'm assuming in the last episode is, is going to be a big scene of him coming back to the Mandalorians and again, we'll find out what's going to happen to the Baby Yoda character, which I, I hate calling him Baby Yoda be honest <laughs> but, but but they've never identified his species no. in any in any of the stories or any of the comics or any of anything it's just there's only a few of them they show up here and there and they're super strong with the force so do you think the fact that apparently so they said he was 50 and that's about the time anakin was born also he was born is this a balance mm. in the force if anakin was a immaculate conception birth and then they you had to make a, a, a an opposite uh, did, did somebody do the math on that? I hadn't actually heard that. I that think was, it was the, it apparently the same year. So he would have, think about he it. would have been, yeah, he would have been born the same year as uh, that makes sense, Vader. right? Yeah, that's what I heard. So that's why I read so, somewhere. And so he would have been conceived by the midichlorians as well, or something. I yeah, guess. But, but again, it's a uh, 
the difficulty with the Yoda character is again, there, there, there's no they've they've intentionally avoided ever saying anything about it. Yeah, yeah. Lucas it, Lucas wanted it I think that that's way. Partly Lucas yeah. is doing. Yeah. Like he didn't really want a backstory well, for but, for Yoda. But we do know that they're in the Galactic Senate because they have a a pod in the Senate, and that they existed in like in ET. Where ET species? Yeah, they were there. Actually, yes. And then, was, uh, but then, but then ET was on Earth, and ET recognized a ashen figure of Yoda. That's right. Or on a, a shelf, and in a, a millennium, uh, I think there was a deep cut, and it was I think there was a Millennium Falcon or something on the shelf as well. But he like he actually goes like ah, and like and he has a weird reaction to these. Wasn't pictures. someone dressed like a Star Wars character in that during, Halloween during, scene? Yes, yes, I think so. That's right. Like yes. that's Yoda, and he freaked out. <laughs> yes. So I think crazy. so again in retrospectively you can tie that all back into the the idea that there is a whole species but yeah. they're never mentioned. Well the only other one you see is on the Jedi Council was Yaddle. Uh, Yaddle. Yaddle? Yeah. Yaddle? Yeah. I think it was Yaddle. Yeah. yeah. Which which it, she has like one line at some point right and that was it. Yeah. yeah. Just the side character. But maybe but, uh, and, maybe and, and, and in the extended universe Joe too there is, there is another there's like a a more hardcore Yoda. <laughs> uh who is like the aggressive one? Well, there's a he, bad, more badass Yoda. Yeah, but he doesn't go dark. But he like, but he he veers to that kind of side of things, and then he, uh, but he eventually he gets killed. I, I forget what the story was, but there, there's been like again, and if you actually do some research, there's like three or four of them in total. But the three are the main ones: Yoda, Yaddle, and then and this one. This I mean, other character people are calling the show the Baby Yoda show. This is how out of control. <laughs> this fucking is and i kind of like that this last episode wasn't heavy on the baby yoda for once so well no yeah he was just a, a little character for yeah. the kids to play with and yeah stuff, right well that was happening but like or, or he was actually like when they found him in the little compartment yeah they weren't automatically like oh they didn't know what like, it was no because yeah. he's just a baby green he does cry, <laughs> he fries the droid which was pretty badass before uh mando yeah. gets the drop on the droid um, Clancy and he Brown may not be a baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why is it? Does he talk? He should I talk. I also loved how he, when he lifted up the uh, the beast. What was it called, Joe? The, the yeah. What is the name of that fucking rhino character, Joe? Oh man. So the, I think it was supposed to be the same species as the one that they showed in Attack of the Clones. Yes. that was in the arena. The, the Obi Wan fought or whatever, or the Anakin wrote. Yeah. Anakin. Rode. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. I can't remember the name of it. One of the other monsters is called Reek. I think they call it. I, did, I forgot the. But I did enjoy how once Baby Baby Yoda, the character, like lifted that thing up. He slept for like a he day. Was spent. <laughs> yeah. He was spent. He was spent. He's like, I'm pooped. I need a nap. I just held that thing up. Well, wh- wh- do you guys? What do you guys think? Are they setting us up to for a Baby Yoda fucking murder. reveal or murder, or does he turn dark? Or they would people would be so fucking mad. I'm like, God, you have balls, they, kill Baby Yoda. I I think I read somewhere that Favreau confirmed that Baby Yoda is going to be in season two. Oh, and they, that's all he would. Say, oh shit! So there is a season two. Anything. Okay, so maybe he gets so I kidnapped. Think I did read that somewhere. I mean, I, but I yeah yeah. I think I think they could be setting up something else for future Star Wars movies. For all we know, absolutely. Yeah, like fast yeah. forward, you know, a couple hundred years in the future, and. You know, and they're doing the backstory for this, so that kind of builds the hype for the next trilogy. Maybe, maybe there's uh, some world building here. I don't know. Yeah, that, that, that's kind of what I was thinking too. Like, because by the time this new trilogy is ending, he would be in his early hundreds. <laughs> yeah, he'd be like ninety or a hundred, right? So presumably, he'd be at least twice the size he is now, yeah. and and you know, 
again, given that he can already lift up crazy fucking alien rhinoceroses with his mind and stuff, he, he'll be quite strong. And now you got yourself a new Yoda to carry you forward. That's kind of interesting. But like, he needs a master. He needs a, he needs, you know, I mean, like there's a lot of, uh, unknowns there. Like yeah. is that, or, or they could, again, maybe, maybe they're going to turn that character into like the first dark Yoda character or something. Ooh, like dark that. Yoda would be great. We haven't seen dark Yoda. It just, again, given the surprise of dropping this into that show to begin with, like, why again? Why wouldn't he have shown up now? Until now, right? Because he should be kind of in the mix if Luke is starting a new Jedi Order, and he's got a school going on. You would think that he would find this character, yeah? Yeah. All good questions. You know but, I mean? you know, maybe like, he's still young to start the training. I don't know. Because what would he be like? Five or six? I think they start training when they're like eight or nine, maybe. The Yodas, or are they just the kids? The kids, yeah. They they usually yeah, recruit them in their like human years. Under 10, I guess, right? Because like, that was... Uh... Yeah, that was the whole point they brought up in the first movie was, you know, like, little Anakin that was, like, 10 or 12. I think he was supposed to be 12. 12 like, I think, he was yeah. too old to start the training because they wanted to indoctrinate him, you know, at a younger age. Which, again, made no sense. It was, it was more it was more that they had sense that he was going to become a crazy mass murderer. Uh. <laughs> probably, and they probably should have said that at the time. They sensed much fear in him. <laughs> um, who's, uh, who's cuter? Baby Yoda, Baby Groot, Gizmo from the Gremlins, uh, or Wicket the Ewok, or Rugboy. <laughs> Who's cuter out of that set of people? Rugboy does the best uh, hand in the pants. He's the dirtiest of the bunch. Mm. No doubt. Maybe Rugboy when he was a baby? Baby oh, Rugboy. Baby oh Rugboy. Oh my god, Baby Rugboy would destroy the internet. <laughs> is there a ra- <laughs> Dude, why is to- there not a Baby Rugboy puppet or a, a, a oh. doll available on Patreon? I, I am <laughs> so I we should, so behind we should on do this. a bit. Somebody 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 made that Rugboy. Somebody can also make a mini Rugboy. Baby Rugboy. It's sitting there in front of me the whole oh, time. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, at least uh, I can make a t-shirt. In my in my opinion, yes. in my opinion, the baby Yoda is trumped everything now because of that hide and seek episode <laughs> where yeah, he's like yeah. peering around stuff. Although the baby Groot uh, opening to Guardians Two was pretty incredible. I don't yeah, know he was, pre- but the baby Yoda just has more uh, history to it, I guess. To be, but he looks but it, like fucking Gizmo the Gremlin. He, oh, a hundred percent. It's. It's probably the same puppet repainted with less hair. Probably. <laughs> I'm glad they used the puppet too, uh, as opposed to CGI. Because uh, I heard like War- they told Warner Herzog they were thinking of using a CGI Yoda instead of the puppet, and he called them cowards. I, yeah. I was gonna say, did he call them like, pussies or something? Like, like that? You are <laughs> cowards. Who's the puppet? Warner is so. Warner has got. He's, love that guy. he's got the best German accent. But I do enjoy that. Like when you see the little Yoda walking along, it does kind of look like somebody's under the stage with their hand in yeah, it. Yeah, like, like it, an it, animatronic uh, yeah, puppet but thing. I, I, but I enjoy that more than it would be just as a as a cartoon yeah. walking across the screen. Like it, it gives it a bit more tangibility. You know I, mean? I mean, that's and what that, I liked about the, the these new trilogies, especially what JJ did was the tactile puppets like you could tell they're puppets and they're real sets and they're there and that's what star wars is not all green screen and the behind the scenes stuff of this new movies very much like live sets yeah that's great that's great uh you know even the death star like they built like a whole death star in the water set holy shit it's a holy shit you know it's a production value is great 
You know, I think that's what they needed to do is try to bring back that realism of the original trilogy where they didn't have special effects, but then you also add the special effects in on top of it. It's like a combination of the first two techniques of the prequels. Yes, you embellish a little bit. And I mean, and I love how Mando often gets his ass handed to him and he's not the best, except in this episode (laughs) six, he took down like five fucking droids from behind. That was amazing. That was a great scene. He is the most badass out there. and, And like, that's why you need him around. Oh yeah, the, the other characters in the episode gave him reverence, right? Yeah. Like he was he was clearly notified as, as or identified as the as the most badass of them. If they were going to take him down, they needed to work together, kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like it's a uh, I don't know. Again, I I think the show is good, but it yeah, it can do better. And I think it, as you said, it need, it just needs a better overarching plot. But at the same time, I do enjoy the episode to episode kind of. It's fun to watch, but like you said, I need it needs more meat. I need something more I can dig into. Just and, and a I little think, bit. And I think there will be. Again, they have the history of the Mandalorians. Yeah. They still have the possibility, again, of the Boba Fett uh, kind of comeback, which would be interesting to see just for the sake of it. Does he, did he actually make it out of the... <laughs> out of the um... He did, right? He's not dead. Come on. Darth Maul's not dead. He's not dead right. either. Joe, tell me what the name of the beast is. What is the, the Sarlacc uh, pit. The Sarlacc, the yeah. Sarlacc monster. Thank you. Oh, you're talking about yeah. So there, there was some extended universe, um, and I think it was a bounty hunter trilogy of books where like he actually survived the Sarlacc pit. He crawls out of there. You know, and and yeah, I read I mean, so long ago, I can't forget. I, I, I think I it is. It, it's assumed that he he in some way made it out of there after Return of the Jedi. Now yeah. it's yeah. It, it's accepted. But he may show up, but. You know, I'm, I'm, I love that they're just they're getting away from like <laughs> yeah, original yeah. trilogy characters. And yes. They're just creating the new yes. characters with the Mandalorian, though. You know, like uh, y- there's more mystery there, like we talked about. That's earlier. why it works so well. I would, I would, I would, lo- I would love again. They won't do it because it's too risque. But I would love to see a scene where like Boba Fett tries to confront the Mandalorian. And he just shoots him through the head. There was a couple of uh, fan theories that I read like years ago. They were like Boba Fett isn't. Boba Fett's like a is a persona. It's not a person. Oh, uh, so, it's so like a like, title. So you know, multiple people have been Boba Fett. Like it, it, that guy under the helmet isn't the one you saw from uh, Episode Two uh, because he's been murdered somewhere along the way and replaced by somebody or a, else or a clone. I mean, he is. Isn't he the son or of the clone, clone dude? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's he's the unaltered clone. So yeah. He's like the one that's free to make his own decisions and shit, right? You could do something interesting with that, but I feel like the Star Wars franchise would be loath to kill off Boba Fett. But but I think I think guaranteed we're going to see a cameo from him at some point. Like there will be some maybe in the next season there'll be some kind of interaction between him and the other Mandalorians and them being like, you're not a Mandalorian. Well, right. He's a, he's not an actual Mandalorian, which I think the, that conflict is great. And now the Mandalorians don't, they blew up their spot. They got no place to hide No. after yeah. that third episode. Well, they clearly don't like people pretending to be Mandalorians. So yes. yeah, it would be yeah. A, yeah, it'd be an interesting tie in to see that. Like little, he's point. a fake Mandalorian. I love the world building, you know, uh, yeah. I, I don't know if you guys talked about this on the show, but John Favreau actually uh, did a little bit of a guest stint on Star Wars, the Clone Wars as a Mandalorian. Oh, he did some voice for that. Yeah, he was. So, he was the voice of that one gunner Mandalorian. That cartoon is he was. Yeah. Cartoon is amazing. It, it, yeah. it is very, very well done. I, I, I haven't. Have they released any of the, the last episodes yet? 
Like, cause they're, they're uh, it's it's supposedly coming out a like season seven on Disney Plus, okay. but I'm not sure when the release. Oh, there's going to be a seven. I mean, that to me, that is the most Star Wars feeling thing you know I have seen in a while out of all this stuff. The the first the, fir- the first season and a half, I think, or so, is, yeah. is very cartoony because it still ties into the movie. Yeah, and then it gets really fucking quite dark. <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of again Anakin exploring his like dark side and Obi Wan and whatever else. Like Obi Wan's the general; he doesn't have time to pay attention to Anakin, so Anakin's getting fucking shit up and doing whatever else. And then the Ahsoka Tana is a great character. Like there's so much there's so much in that show that is. But it, but it, again, it, it actually the the last episode of that show was Yoda with Darth Bane, who I mentioned earlier. Oh, Darth Bane was in the uh, show. Oh, that was in the Lost episodes. That was the Lost episode season six, which wasn't a true season. Oh, okay. yeah, oh is that right? Okay. Yeah, so that was supposed. That was supposed to be some filler episodes, I think, for the season seven that got canceled. Oh, okay. After uh, uh, Lucas sold it out to Disney, so they still had some in the can, and they decided to just do like a partial season. They called the lost episodes and that had the one with yoda and you know meeting with darth bane on the sith planet i think yeah yeah, he was he was, he was he was in a sith temple and uh yep yeah and darth bane tries to like in some way take him over and he, and he realizes that yoda's not someone to be fucked with <laughs> and yoda and yoda basically like deters him but it's like it's a you know a shocking moment for yoda because it's you know in the midst of of where there shouldn't be this deep Sith kind of connection, kind of thing. Yeah, so, yeah, if you if you if you're a fan of the Mandalorian and, and you're a fan of Star Wars and you haven't seen the Clone Wars, you need to go back and watch it. Um, yeah, for sure. Not all episodes are great, but man, there's there's some great gems in there. One of my favorite is the end of season six, and um, there's this whole scene where Sidious, you know, senses that there's a disturbance in the Force that he's got a rival, and it ties in with this whole Mandalore plot oh, wow. and Darth yeah, yeah. Maul and. It's such a great episode. The 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 Emperor and the Darth Vader stuff is few and far between in that series, but it's when it does surface, it's awesome. Well, I mean, <laughs> and, and like you said, uh, I think all the the Mandalorian stuff comes from uh, Clone Wars and Rebels, right? That sure. that's where uh, that's all. It's exactly. all canon now. So if you want to know more about them, and Rebels is very good too. Actually, I uh, I was blown away how much I enjoyed that. I I, I was pretty hesitant to get into it, but like. Because again, it was like the Ezra Miller kid with the blasters, yeah, 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 thing. yeah. Uh, but at some point, that gets destroyed, and he becomes a full-out Jedi. Like it's not a, you know. And then he and, yeah, and-, and he toys with the dark side quite a lot because he gets like corrupted by Darth Maul. And then there's like the whole Sith holocron thing. It, it introduces a lot of really key concepts to the, the the lore of Star Wars and the Jedi and the Sith and stuff, um, without it being like without bogging down everybody in like the details. It's just like, oh he finds this thing, it kinda of fucks him up. It's called a Sith Holocron. Um but yeah. And why that's so good is because, you know, that was also executive produced by Dave yep. Filoni, which did the Clone Wars. Yep, Greg Wiseman. So. And now he's doing the Mandalorian. See Dave Filoni, I don't know why they don't give this guy a movie. This guy clearly gets Star Wars and you see his influence on Mandalorian and just to give him a movie. Give him the next fucking movie. Fans have been asking. It's for not that. hard. Uh, maybe, maybe we'll see. This. Well, again, Ryan Johnson said he was working on some trilogy, but now it seems like it's canceled. But uh, yeah, that's um, up in the air. And but and uh, Kevin Feige w- was going to work on a movie. I think that's who they need. I think they need Kevin Feige and the Marvel guys to come and help them with the TV I, shows and the movies. As long as they right again, as long as they recognize that the way that 
the movies need to be built together. It's a little bit different, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, no, but Feige's like, a big Star Wars fan as much as a Marvel fan. I think he would get it. I, you would think, yes, you think he, so. He doesn't yeah. want to fuck it up. Yeah. I agree. I think Feige gets, you know, what, what Star Wars yep. is. And I think the current leadership with Kathleen Kennedy, like they're, they're trying to reinvent the wheel. Like you already have yeah. a success and a fan base and they, I don't know why these executives think that they, they need to make it, you know, for the modern audience and change things around. Like you have this modern epic that's Star Wars, you know, the hero's journey, Joseph Campbell, yep, yep. like, uh, you know, Space Western, Samurai, films, Samurai yeah, Westerns, yep, all of that. Yeah, you know, yep. stick to your core. Yep. You know, stick to your core. Well, again, but again, the Clone Wars and Rebels are, are popular shows amongst the demographics they're looking for, <laughs> right? So yeah, yeah. so the stories but work. Those, like it, the stories do work. It's just you got to fucking approach them in the right way. Well, they clearly they didn't have. This is what I can't understand: is how you don't have a plan for these three. This new trilogy, like you clearly did not have a plan. Why wouldn't you have mapped this shit out beforehand? And made and made the directors commit to it. Yeah, yes, exactly. Yes, it was rushed. I don't know if you guys remember this, but um, when they were first making the Force Awakens, yeah. uh, there were some reports and articles that came out where JJ was asking for more time yeah. to to craft the story because I think he wanted to do it right. But uh, Kathleen Kennedy and Bob Iger just pushed him through and said, "No, nope, hitting this you know, date. This is You're a release this date. Fucking date. Get this going. Damn." And uh, you could tell it's rushed. I mean, yeah. Force Awakens was a good movie. I, I think it was fun. I, my, it's funny. My opinion of it goes down every time I watch it. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, the first time I watched it, I think most of us were like, yeah. "Ah, fuck yes!" Yeah. <laughs> this time we're yeah. back. Yeah, I saw some crazy lightsaber battles. I got some fucking crazy, crazy X-wing fights and everything else. That, that's awesome. And then the next time I watched it, I was like, "Wait, why does this happen? Why would this happen? Mm. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> why would this person yeah. know that person? Uh, why would this work? Okay. Um, but again, I think I think Abrams. I know he's not famous for taking his own, like, for taking criticism and, and adapting, but, like, in this case, because I think he loves Star Wars so much, yeah. I think he probably took everything that he got from that first movie, plus all the shit from the second movie. Yeah, yeah and more. I which, mean, which literally shot on everything that he tried to do. Yeah, so, like, how do, you, <laughs> how do you reconcile this? And ending things I do, I guess is I hard. Do, I, yeah, but I, in some ways, actually, now that I think about it, I think Ryan Johnson did set him up to. To be a success on this in some ways, because like that's one way to look at it. Like he doesn't, he, he yeah. doesn't need to. He doesn't need to wrap up the Luke Skywalker story yeah. anymore. <laughs> Not anymore yeah. Right. Yeah. All, all, all you need is a cameo from Luke being like, "Yes, take this motherfucker." You can down. focus on <laughs> yeah. or something. Focus on the new people a little bit altogether. Finally, but like, yeah, we're supposed to be talking about the Mandalorian. Now, but, uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, sorry, we're getting sucked. But, I mean, uh, yeah. but I, but I still am confused about the Kylo Ren thing more than anything. I don't. I don't know if they're trying to rescue him. Yeah. Or if they're trying to make him the most evil person ever. You know yeah. What I, mean? I don't like, know. Is there going to be redemption? Like, it's not clear. They're going, to go, they're going redemption route, for sure. There's so for much sure. that movie has to do. I can't imagine they could do all of it. You they're know. going redemption. Well. I, so I, I, I wanted to bring up one thing about the canon of what's in Star Wars now. Because, uh, Joe, you talked about the books that were in canon and they're not. But now you have... You know, Rebels and Clone Wars in canon. You have the Mandalorian in canon. You have this new, that new game, Jedi Fallen Order, that takes place between episode three and four. That's all canon, supposedly, with Inquisitors. And he, you know, Cal is one of the Jedis who survived and hid. Uh, So that's pretty crazy. And then the theme parks. There's shit that happens in these awesome rides that's also canon. 
Really? Yes. Uh, Apparently, like, if you need the whole story, you have to read the comics. You got to read the new books. You got to watch all these TV shows. You got to play the video game. So as somebody who's read a lot of the comics. Yeah. You don't need the comics. No. Their backstory. Um, I like fillers. a lot of the comics, though. They're oh, very they're, good. No, no, they're they're actually the Darth Vader the, series. Yes, yes. I, re- I recommend you picking up every Good single moment. issue yeah. up until the current point because, like, the, it's transitioned a few times between writers and artists and everything else, but it stayed amazing. And and it's and it's again, it's usually the rebels sending like entire fleets against them. And yeah, he's and he like, just takes this. them out. Yeah, <laughs> or he's fighting a old school Jedi master for something or whatever. Like, and it's. There's contained stories within a few issues. You know what I mean? Like something yeah. you can actually buy. Um, I want to see a Vader movie. Why haven't they given us a fucking Vader solo movie? I think it's because there's been pushback on yeah. the old school stuff. Right? Yeah. Like it's like, do people want to see this? Of anything, of the old school shit, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. We want to see a Darth Vader movie between Revenge of the Sith. Yes, between three and four. Show me and what four. the fuck Raider was up to. That would be a fucking All amazing. he was doing was going around and killing Jedi yep. and, like, and building himself into a stronger person yep. or a stronger and, Sith. And getting his rep. How did he get his rep? Uh, uh, and, that, and that would be an incredible movie. Like, come on. That's- Are you guys interested in these theme parks at all in, in the Disney worlds? Uh, ga- ga- uh, what is it? Galaxy's Edge. And they just opened... Rise of the Resistance, which I believe is their biggest, most ambitious Star Wars ride. Oh, nice segue. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely interested in it. Um, the thing that I think is really crazy that they did this, though, um, there was this lady, I think her name is Colleen, yeah. used to be in charge of the um, um, creating the Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. Uh, she was actually recently asked to step down because of low attendance for Galaxy's Edge. And she made the decision to only base... Uh, the Star Wars parks and just the sequel trilogy, which I think was a mistake. Should include you know, like prequels. And that all. was it. Oh, Catherine, president yes. of Disney Parks Western Region, leaves the company after yep. more than a decade. She's going somewhere else where she's making hundreds of thousands of dollars. She'll be okay. Probably. She's, <laughs> yeah, should, be head, right. should be worried about heads of corporations, but <laughs> uh, you know this is this is big money for Disney. Um, I sent you guys this video of this dude who goes to the Rise of the Resistance Park. And this fucking ride, it's 18 oh, minutes long. Looks so good. It's like their longest <laughs> ride. The In the line, you're already in the story. Uh, that, the scene where they get off the transport? Yes. And, and, they're, and, and they're in the Star Destroyer? With like the, and there's a, what, rows looks, of stormtroopers. And it looks out at space. And yes, you're like, it's an and open you're dock and you're in the Star Destroyer. And at first I'm like, are those real people? And then well, Apparently... Like, uh, apparently I've been told there's actually wind blowing. Like, oh, it's like, shit. Uh, like So it's like it's like space is there. Like it's like it creates like it's cold. It's a uh, you know what I mean. Like it's a uh, the atmosphere. The atmosphere is wow. And it's a free, like you know they have a free range free track system ride where it could just kind of go around everywhere. They've built life size ATATs and uh, there's a Tie Fighter that you like go by that's right there. And it's they're blasting cannons. You're and you're. Basically, you are uh, a prisoner on a Star Destroyer, and you have to escape. Like, you are immersed in this story. There's a hologram with uh, Daisy Ridley as Ray, and I'm looking at the shot, and I'm like, I don't see what this is being projected on. How the fuck are they doing this? No, it's, a, it's, a, it's an actual proper hologram. It's a fucking actual hologram. Oh, shit. Like the, two, the, the, like the Tupac style stuff where they, oh, projected, yeah. they, they project it properly. Holy yeah. shit. Uh, Joe, you watched that video? Was it Geek Boner? Geek Boner. You know, actually, uh, I did not want to watch it because I want to be surprised oh, okay. when I go see the yeah. ride. 
Um, but yeah, I heard it was amazing. This is they spent more money on this one, I think, than the Galaxy Millennium yeah. Falcon. Yeah. Ride. And it, it's still going to be a lot of fun. And I think eventually this park is going to be very popular when they start adding some more attractions. I mean, they only have sure. the two and plus the lightsaber experience. Yeah. I heard you have the like the cantina replica. Right. You can go, um, drink, so. you can go drink some beer out of a Rancor horn or a Rancor tooth for <laughs> $40 fun. a pint. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, but Imran, you're asking if we're interested in this. Yeah. Yes. Joe, Joe and I have already been planning our trip there together. I'm, this is the first time I'm going to meet Joe Henry in person. Oh my God. That's adorable. <laughs> no, that's a great trip. <laughs> At a Star Wars theme park. That's a so, great trip. So, so we were planning on going in this kind of spring season, but I can't pull it off. And also, I kind of want to wait a bit longer. Um, so I think we're planning to go in what, November now, Joe. I think is that the plan? Early, early, yeah, early yeah. October, <laughs> somewhere in there. If you if if your Canadian ass tries to get down here like in the summertime, you're just gonna. <laughs> no, no. And we've talked about this. I, I I told you I don't want to be like sweating through my clothing while I'm uh, going through Star Wars land. So uh, yeah, we're... the the winter's gonna be like the summer for you. So then I think you'll be. Well, right. that's so, the best is Joe is from lives in Florida, and then Adam, you are all the way at the other north end of the fucking continent in cold I'm ass in Canada. Ottawa is minus. 15 right now. Right now? Uh, oh, fuck yeah, yeah. that. Jesus. <laughs> it's very cold here. It's the point of doing anything out there. God damn. So, so yes, we're, we're planning on going, and I'm, my first trip to Star Wars Land will be with Joe Henry. We're going to go uh, Look, gonna, if you guys do build this, some lightsabers. We're going to smoke some weed, and we're going to have a great time. I, I, may, I may, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I may try to join you fuckers. That sounds like a good time. You should, you should. Hey, man, you're welcome. You should totally come. It would be, it would be, it would be awesome if we could build a little, uh, a little, like it's been years since i've been to disneyland but watching on disney plus they have this uh the imagineering story documentary uh there's six episodes it's really good and it really has brought a new respect for me on the of the craft of these imagineers the amount of time the the creativity the imagination the fact that everything's handmade the advances in animatronics they have at the park uh i would love to have that job like it just must be so much fun well apparently the there's the Again, there's the the park experience where you can, you pay to get into Disney, and you pay to get into the Star Wars Land, right? Yeah. Or you can choose to pay to stay in the hotel <laughs> in Star Wars. Oh, Land. there's that Galactic Resort, which is like yes, which which basically immerses you in the entire yeah. thing. We so talked you, about. I read that story. Yeah. So when you open your little closet, you have like some Jedi robes to change into. <laughs> like you can't. Not, you're there. It's like three days, two nights, and you're in a story, and everybody's in costume, and everybody's playing their part. And they and they don't. And yeah, they they don't like. When you talk to somebody in the park, they're like, "Oh, hey, Outlander, what do you need?" That's, it's, <laughs> it's that's like, amazing. Uh, it's like three thousand dollars a night, though. Yeah, yeah. I, well, <laughs> yeah. I think it's if you can put together a team of five people, it amounts yeah. to like two thousand each. Yeah, or twenty oh, or two hundred bucks each. Uh, oh, Canadian. Maybe we should. Oh, Canadian. So that's like <laughs> twice as much in the U.S. We uh, should less. get a group together. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, there, there's a dude at work who went to Galaxy's Edge and he built a lightsaber and he brought it and it look it's fucking dope, dude. Like it, the constru- <laughs> I, it feels nice. The construction's nice. Rob, you know, well, Rob Liefeld, the uh, yeah. yeah, who have, who everybody hates, but also I kind of love because he still loves geek stuff. In yeah, general. yeah. Uh, it, it, his perspective on art is odd. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I love his enthusiasm. Uh, we have a drop of him that we use so at the beginning of the show. So there, his he he live posted him opening his Luke Skywalker lightsaber uh, after his visit to Star Wars Land because he was one of the first people invited because he's part of Marvel, obviously. Yeah, yeah. 
And he even was like, oh my god. <laughs> he was just like, as he's holding, he's this like, this is the coolest fucking cool. thing ever. He's like, I just, fi- I, he's like, I just fired up my green lightsaber for the first time. And actually, I, I captured a moment from the video that I'll, I'll, I'll send you so you can post it. But it's like this look on his face. <laughs> it looks like he just pleasured himself for the first time. It's, sad, it's, it's strangely satisfying to hold it. Just like in this, the new game, Jedi Fallen Order. It's so satisfying to force push a bunch of fuckers right over the edge. Like it's amazing. Like I just want to do that in real life. I haven't played that game yet. I haven't bought a PlayStation Four yet. I'm too poor because I just transferred jobs and everything else. But can't wait to buy a PlayStation Four. All I want is Spider Man, and I want Jedi Fallen. So those are the two games I have, and I actually finished (laughs) Fallen Order. It's the first game I finished, and Joe hasn't played it yet either, have you, Joe? I have not because I've been in the process of moving. Jedi Fallen Order. I'm definitely going to be playing that. I love all the Star Wars games. And just like, it's just, it's so satisfying to redirect blaster shots and send them back with a lightsaber. God, they just, they nailed the, 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 the fight, uh, the fighting, uh, what's the word? The fighting shit in this. Mechanics. The mechanics. fight yeah. mechanics, mechanics. Yes. Where you, you got to block and dodge and, and strike. You can't just mash buttons. Uh, but, uh, it's well, so sick. I recently downloaded off the Xbox arcade, even uh, on my Xbox 360. Um, the Jedi, like the Fallen Order. Yeah. I'm sorry, not, sorry, not Fallen Order. Jedi. Uh, Force Unleashed. Yeah. That's what you're probably no, the Force, yeah. the Force Unleashed games were okay, but they were too formulaic. Uh, no, it was the ones you recommended for me before that, Joe. The, uh, the, oh, the Knights of the Old Republic? Knights of the Old Republic was good, too. Yes. But the ones between those. There was a, a it was a first-person shooter uh, Jedi game. Um, anyway. Uh, oh, uh, Jedi um, Apprentice, I think it's called. Um, oh, so there was a couple. There was, uh, that's the one with Kyle Katarn? Yes, that's the one. Yeah. Oh, that's the old one. I think that came out in the original Xbox. And so the mechanics of, the, the, the mechanics of playing it are, are difficult. Like, it's... Uh, it's yeah, not, it's an old school game, but it's great. It was it was it was, it was built for like an old school pad and not a stick. Or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. But uh, but, it, but it, it it's a very fun, still a very fun game. And again, it's it's it, to me, it's again you actually have to have like you try when you block a uh, a blaster shot, for example, you have to yeah. aim the lightsaber. You can't oh just, you like, oh you can't just hold it up. You, you got to actually you know, push the button. Like you actually have to try and you got to try to stop it. it. Damn, and and that kind of stuff. Was was very much kind of part of that old school Star Wars video game kind of phase, but uh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, but they, but the games the games are good, but it's yeah the the um, the Force Unleashed games were too too pre programmed. Mm. The, the stories in them were amazing. Yeah, I mean this uh, Fallen Order is kind of like it's on rails. There's a story you can kind of follow. Uh, you know, like an Uncharted type thing, but it combines like Uncharted with Tomb Raider with uh it's, this it's other fighting open game. world aspects to it where you can explore. The, yes, have, you can go and find all the chests and shit if you want. But man, it's fucking good. Highly recommended. All right, this has been some great geeky shit. I want to wrap this up with this question for both of you. Uh, you know, back in 2012, Disney buys Lucasfilm for four billion dollars. <laughs> uh, the curly. The franchise uh, has made $9.3 billion. It's the second highest grossing film franchise worldwide behind the MCU. With all what's been going on, would you consider Disney's Star Wars acquisition a failure or a success? Was it floppy jog? Or did it work? <laughs> what do you think, Joe? Let's start with you. Uh, I, I think it's uh, it's going towards its way of being a success. 
I think um, when you look at you know the money that they've made since the sequels and on the movies, even with the failures, they still and, made a lot of money. The, in those movies, it still made mm-hmm. a lot of money. They still make a ton of money in merchandising yep. rights, even with uh, you know the poor sales of some of the Last Jedi toys. It's you know people still love Star Wars, and now with the hype with the Mandalorian, people are excited about it again and. You know, they're clamoring for toys for that. So I, I think it's on its way to being a success. They just need some more hit movies under their belt. They need a roadmap, too. They need some kind of plan, maybe. Absolutely. I, I 100% agree with Joe. I, I don't have that much to add to that. It's, uh, it makes a lot of sense. They're, they're, I think they're going towards the right direction. I think this Abrams movie, like, like I said, I, I hope it ends <laughs> essentially with a, with a cut shot at them in front of a space window on a, on a ship yeah <laughs> looking out at space and then they can do whatever they want with ray it's like the future finn, is open kind of thing finn and poe later on like we can rip like a resistance movie or whatever you know what i mean like i mean I don't, do those actors even want to come back like is this the last we're gonna see with them i, I, you I know. mean i think they've gotten so much shit over yeah. the last couple of movies yeah. probably some of them don't but uh, daisy ridley has said she'd love to come back and do more i think um and again she's she's the new skywalker character but like she doesn't have to be the only one. And again, it's so again, we'll see. I, I think they're, I think they're on a, the right track. Again, the, the TV shows give them a bit more leeway to tell the backstories and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like the Obi-Wan stuff that they don't need to put into a movie. Yeah. I, I really think the Han Solo story would be awesome as a eight episode. TV yes. Series. That would have been a great Disney plus show. Right? Absolutely. Like, yeah. Cause you can, you can introduce him. You can have him as a kid. You can have his, like whatever happened to him that turned him into a dick and then transitioned him over, you know? Um, I mean, you know, clearly it was a smart purchase by Disney, but I feel like the they were hampered by the Skywalker saga, this trilogy and expectation of fans from 40 years of nostalgia. But now that they've kind of are done with that, the smart thing is to break free and give people new characters, new worlds. You know, let's not see the same fucking sand of snow forest planet over and over again. Uh, and 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 new uh, side characters that you breathe life into, but I do. But I do, again, I do think we will see the, yeah, again a, an expansion. I think people, writers, and the other people, hopefully, they're that's one of the reasons they're canceling some of these, uh, like the Ryan Johnson stuff and whatever else. Yeah, so they so they can move it forward instead of it being always anchored in the the same nostalgic kind of stuff. But at the same time, again, like I said, I want to see an old Republic movie. But it doesn't need to be tied to anything. That's the whole no, point. So, yeah. so far back, yeah. it doesn't tie to anything. It wouldn't matter. Or, <laughs> or like you said, so far in the future that it doesn't, it, there's no way it can connect to anything. Outside of hey, a look, fully grown look, baby Yoda, maybe. And it, let's not forget we're getting the Obi-Wan series with Ewan That's McGregor. That's fantastic. I cannot wait for that. <laughs> I, I mean, how either. you got Ewan McGregor. How's that? They, they, they can't fuck that up. That's that's very exciting. Well, man, there, there is, again, if you if you have some time at yeah. work, uh, there's a, you can you can find on YouTube the Obi-Wan uh, book. Uh, it's actually very, very well voice acted as well. So it's uh, that time period between... Uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's him on Tatooine. On Tatooine, uh, yeah. And, and it, again, I, I don't expect him to follow that, but it's a cool example of what you can do and put a story in. So Luke would be like a small boy. Yeah, he's a, he's, a, he's between between his baby years when he dropped him off. Yeah, and, and what and he's his, doing. And his formative years yeah. as a teenager when he actually starts to take interest. You know? Oh, dude, that would be sick. All right, so look. Good. We may see a teenage or young Luke. Yeah. That, you know what? I, I wouldn't mind that. That would be kind of interesting. Take, take Sebastian Stan 
<laughs> oh shit! CGI him and put he him young. Put him smaller. He looks exactly the same. Mark Hamill. It's so fucked up that <laughs> those side by side pictures. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like he, from yeah. from their from their mid twenties. That's whatever not it a is, deep that, fake. Those are just straight cool. photos. Yeah. Uh, and that yeah. But again, I don't know. I don't know where that would fit. Like if you want Sebastian Stan to do a Luke Skywalker movie, but I, but I, but. I, uh, that's- that's one of those things that you know, like it, it could either go really well or go really bad. I mean, the, the place the place to put it, like would, it would be Empire Strike between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. Right? Oh, exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah, that would be the place to do it for sure. These are all great ideas. All right, let's end with this, <laughs> Joe Henry. What is your favorite Star Wars movie out of all of them? So uh, originally it used to be Empire Strikes uh-huh. Back, but it's getting kind of edged out a little bit by Revenge of the Sith oh, because oh, I just yeah. love <laughs> three. I love um, sir Ian McDermott's yeah. you know portrayals yeah. of uh, Sidious in that yeah. Ewan McGregor I even like Hayden Christensen like just seeing how the Sith rise to power I thought was just uh, you know it's just I awesome. mean and I seeing him turn into Vader is something we've been waiting for 30 years yes. to see that shit yeah. and they did it Adam Morris favorite Star Wars movie of all time I have to go with the classic I, Empire Strikes Back is still the best of them uh, yeah. the lightsaber fight the the emotion involved the, yeah. like it was actually a well acted movie um, there's so much good and interesting shit in that movie the, the, and it sets up the third movie so well yeah um, yeah I love that yeah. at the same time again I I, I I can relate to what Joe's saying as a, as an old school Star Wars fan yeah and somebody that really wanted to see this shit come to fruition and see what the Emperor had and what Vader had and how it all tied together yeah. Revenge of the Sith is a vastly underrated movie it's if you can ignore some of the poor delivery of the lines george is not good um, at writing dialogue either he's horrible um, at writing dialogue no he's not he's, yeah. he's a bad director of that shitty dialogue apparently yeah. but uh but you know there are there are moments in that movie where it's where it, you really feel for that character right? yeah Brannigan, when he's falling he's got no other choice you know whatever else. you are the chosen one yeah <laughs> You're supposed to destroy the Sith, not join them. He just and, annoyed me so much, though, in that and, second movie. And, Jesus. Sorry, Joe just reminded me. Like, Ewan McGregor's performance in that movie is yeah, what makes yeah, it. Yeah. Because, oh, because yeah. He, you legitimately, like, again, even when he's watching him burn on the side of the thing, yeah. you feel it's like uh, he, you feel that he might actually be upset by that. Like, it's, yeah. it, it's not, it doesn't feel like he's watching a. Uh, somebody burn on the edge of a CGI pond. He's, he he put some good good emphasis on it, but uh, yeah. You know, know. Say, it, say what you will about the prequels, they did give us some dope shit, like the Darth Maul scene, fucking baby uh, Yoda jumping around with a lightsaber, seeing Darth, Anakin Darth, turn Darth, into it. Darth Maul should have survived through at least the second movie. That'd have been great, but that so that and then, that, and, then and Dooku should have killed him. Dooku as the, was great, and they Dooku, killed Dooku, him off too early. Yeah, but Dooku should have killed Darth Maul to take over as the apprentice or something. At like least it, there's it, some new you know, shit in those prequels, despite you know the stuff holding him back. Now, for me, my favorite, like I agree, Empire is the best one. But for me, for nostalgia reasons, I'm gonna pick one nobody picks. My favorite movie. Like when I was thinking about it, is is going to be Return of the, the Jedi? Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> Strictly oh, yeah. because of the redemption, the coming back. It was the first thing I saw. Um, the Ewoks were cute, and they were little guys, and they took down uh, fucking Imperial troopers. And you know the scenes with uh, Vader and Luke and the Emperor at the that, end that, are that, fucking that amazing. That lightsaber fight where so Luke good. is just pounding him into the yeah. ground. Yeah, is it, again, it's 
you feel it. You yeah, know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's, it's a well acted scene. Considering that they're playing with laser swords and he's yeah. killing his, like, Dad. his fake dad. It's, it's, it's a well acted scene. It's the one I remember the most that I feel more emotionally connected to Return of the Jedi for some reason. So that's going to be my favorite. As a kid, that was my favorite one because I'd love seeing, you know, Luke come full circle yep. and become a Jedi yep. and just seeing him be a badass yeah. was, uh, it was so awesome because you're waiting two movies yeah. for that to happen yeah. and then you, you kind of see the culmination. That again, we we talked about it earlier, but that that opening scene where he comes in and he just like he waves the two guards away, you know what I mean, and like they're yeah. choking. <laughs> yeah, which, which also is interesting because like he's the only Jedi you've ever seen ch- force choke anybody. Yeah, oh, and, that scene too. Or and he, ch- and like- he chokes the shit out of those two like uh, warthog guys and just kills them. <laughs> it's a <laughs> and Palpatine's like Master Yoda, you survived. <laughs> surprised <laughs> i love that oh i you know i do want to add one yeah. thing i almost feel like i have to give an apology here to matt delhauer <laughs> he's one of my he's one of my favorite uh special guests that you guys have with what the fuck happened i know he's a big last jedi yeah. fan delhauer I'm, I'm sorry man i still like all the star wars movies and i know everybody loves to shit all over the prequels so i I did want to shit all over your, your favorite movie. And no, I know. Well, didn't come off like that. It's fine. Let's shit on this movie. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> shit. We got to have both you guys on and debate fucking Last Jedi. It would be fascinating. Uh, but that's a podcast for another day. This one is done, you guys. Thank you so much for joining me and geeking out with Star Wars with me. Is there any plugs you guys want to give? Where can the people find you, Adam Morris? You can find me. On Twitter, but uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna tell you where to find me. Okay, if you find him, if you find him, <laughs> you find him. Yeah. Uh, Joe, you got anything to plug? Anything at all? Nothing at all. I mean, I I don't do a whole lot of social media, but if you're in the Jock and Nerd Nation and you want to geek out and talk about stuff, just hit me up. Join the nation. Everybody hangs out there. Way to make me look like a dick, Joe. Yes, <laughs> you, can, you can also hit me up on the Jock and Nerd Nation. <laughs> See, Joe knows what's down. That's how to fucking pull a plug. Uh, visit the show notes for this episode, listener, jockandnerd.com slash 306 for links to everything we talked about, how to subscribe so you never miss a show. Tell the tell your friends, spread the geekery. Of course, you can find the show everywhere you find podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, Stitcher. We're in your car. We're on your Amazon Echo. We're on the Alexa. We're everywhere. You guys, thank you so much. Uh, for joining me and thank you listener for listening to the Jock and Nerd podcast we'll check you out next time Jock and